Hey there, friends and family of Verta Bremen. Welcome to the live Verta Bremen post-game show. For those of you that don't know, uh, Christian is a bit of a disco fiend, so that one goes out to him as he is chasing cocaine hippos across the gated plains of uh, <laughs> of Colombia. Anyway, yeah, the, the inside joke between the two of us is that he was... Uh, he should have been born in the disco era, that or I think he had mentioned something like in the 80s or 90s in Spain or something. Anyway, now that I've put that out there, uh, you, you guys can <laughs> hound him on it for an explanation. Uh, this is, of course, the show by the fans for the fans. If you are new to the show, we host this every Sunday uh, after the league matches are done. You can join us as we go live on the Podbean app. Uh, always appreciate having people listening to us live. And today we've got Ralph is here. Hey, Ralph, uh, Paul is joining us. He'll be on later on in the show. King Ian is here. Uh, Jose, AKA Juan or Sooner, Bizarro Sooner 365 or Bet365 is here. Lohena is joining us. Welcome. And uh, yeah, you can too. So jump in on the chat. Uh, you can text in, you can call in if we ever have time for that. Sometimes we have call in shows. So you kind of bank up all of the things you want to, you know, say, and then we'll just open it up and then you can riff on us for a little while. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're not here when we're live, that's okay. You can always catch the podcast later on where all of the free podcasts are sold. <laughs> or you can reach out to us on Twitter. Christian is at SVWOMYTFC, myself at NotEasyGreen. And you can send larger bits of mail should you have any to send to NotEasyGreen2017 at gmail.com. Yes, that is correct, Juan. This is a kid-friendly show, so by all means, gather the family around the radio. <laughs> Tune in. Actually, today might be a little bit more of a kid-friendly show. I'm not 100% uh, sure because Christian, as I mentioned, is off uh, hunting cocaine hippos and uh but that you know do not do not fret or be afraid uh we have got a wonderful show planned for you today uh i before we get to it though i do want to say everything that we're doing and honestly there's way more going on in this podcast if you like listening to this podcast that's great we are one of many heads of this hydra um there are lots of things going on go to the link tree uh and find out what else is happening if this isn't really your speed or you just crave more content linktree backslash verter na l-a-n-k-t-r dot e-e backslash verter na and there you're going to find like links to our instagram uh sooner does a blog and he also does work on the instagram as well i, I think we're on reddit which may be <laughs> uh, it's a it's a new exploratory area for people like juan <laughs> read it <laughs> uh and then outside of that yeah of course there's gonna be the link uh with an invite to our discord and that's where most of the folks that are uh speaking verter uh speaking verter and speaking english hang out uh we got lots of people from all over the world join us there so uh feel free to uh, pitch in there as well you'll find a link to our shop where we've got the sex drugs and christians only fans as well as the make verter horny again shirts which is friggin awesome uh, I, I was this close to purchasing a make Verter horny again shirt. And I, I just didn't pull the trigger cause I was, I'm still, I'm struggling with how I'm going to have to explain some of this fan wear to my son when he gets old enough. <laughs> but as I mentioned, uh, Christian's not here, but we do have, uh, in his place and not a replacement. Maybe uh, for some folks, it might be an upgrade. Who knows? Oh, you guys can put it in the chat. We got Sooner joining us. And that only just means that we've got to play the Sooner intro 
much earlier in the show. So everybody, put your hands together. Welcome Sooner back to the show. He's a very, very good friend of mine. Sooner, Sooner, Maggot, Sooner. It's a rig system. Maggot, 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 Sooner. Nobody can do it like Sooner. Nobody builds walls better than Sooner. Nobody's better to people with disabilities than Sooner. Will totally accept the results if I win. Nobody loves Sooner. Nobody loves Verter more than Sooner. Nobody loves Sooner more than Sooner. Also works. Also <laughs> How's it going, guy? How's it going? What a motherfucking do? You didn't even ask I, it. I did it. I mean, wow, we're off to a good start. I was, yeah. I was answering. I was answering a question that you did not ask by saying what a motherfucking do. Um, but uh, but no, I am doing pretty well. And by the way, I am a uh, a proud owner of a Make Fair Horny Again tank top. It got in the mail uh, a week and a half. Before we get uh, before we get too much further along the way here sooner, we've got a problem with your uh, microphone. Geez. It's uh, clipping and crackly and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can fix this. So this is here. It's better. It's still pretty crackly. It just sounds like there's either a bad yeah, connection a or something. Give me not. a second. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to live radio, folks. And while we say welcome to live radio, we say welcome to Le Chef, who has the most normal name he's entered the chat with before. So that's well, well done. We actually know who he is, which means I'm sure he's going to change it soon. Uh, so well, well, sooner is sorting out the mic. Um, I guess I can uh, listen to myself as an echo. <laughs> this is. Oh boy. Well, I'm not really sure where to go from here at this point in time. All right, let's uh, let's go through some house cleaning, cleaning type things. Actually, you know what? We can jump right to uh, every once in a while we ask folks, you know, hey, just jump in, tell us how you became a fan of Vertebrae and kind of a tell us your story segment. Uh, so I uh, definitely want to make sure that we keep pushing that. So if you have become a supporter of Vertebrae either in the last two weeks, two years, 20 years, we want to hear from you because it's just one of those things that helps expand the group. It helps us understand where people are coming from. And honestly, I just love hearing about how people came uh, to uh, becoming a, a, a Verter fan, because let's face it, if you speak English, live in North America, let's say uh, Verter would, as a as a choice, becomes a pretty unique story. Uh, so today we actually have a story from Steel Guy Seventeen. So for those of you on the Discord, you'll see Steel Guy Seventeen there. Uh, and so he sent in a submission here and you can do this as well. So email me, DM me, whatever it takes. Send me your story of how you became a fan. Uh, so from Steel Guy, here it goes. So I thought I would share my fan story. I first became a casual fan of the team because they were who I always played with in FIFA 2007 with the striker duel of Klosnik and Klosa and the twin towers of Mertesacker and Naldo in the back. Diego, being the creative piece, made them a great team to play with. The orange and green jersey were also something that drew me in as well. Trying to catch the Bundesliga was difficult at that time, so I really only got in, into tune I really only got to tune into Champions League matches at the time. The next year, my freshman year of college, I had a floor mate that happened to be a Bayern fan and helped solidify my Bremen fandom with someone to talk Bundesliga and rivalry with. So I didn't witness the double, but I did see the last Pokal win and the runner-up in the Europa League. Favorite players during my time as a fan? Klose, Diego, Uzel, Naldo, Frings, Yunusevic, and Max Egestein. 
Well, thanks very much, Steel Guy. Appreciate you reaching out and uh, sending us your story. And like you said, please share those with us as well. Let us know how you became a fan of the team. And yeah, if you've got a list of favorite players from your era, by all means, throw those in there as well. We'd be happy to share it with everybody. Uh, Sooner, you want to give that mic a test again? See where we're at? Can you hear me now? Everything okay? This is great. This is beautiful. I I don't understand why sometimes my mic is fine and then some days it just completely shits the bed. I guess that's, you know, just the kind of flair that uh, I have to bring uh, to to what we're doing here. But uh, yeah, so now I'm just going on my iPhone. So, I mean, if there's more problems, let me know. And I, I, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll, I'll book a ticket and uh, I could fly over to where you are and we could just do the show that way. Who would have thought that hanging out in Canada, we, you know, we'd have the technology edge on those of our American <laughs> brothers. No, but what's going on? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, but I, what I was saying. I'm not sure if, if anyone heard me. I um, I am the owner of a, a Mer- make fair corny again tank top. It came uh about like a week and a half ago in the mail, and uh, when, once it once the once it starts getting above, I don't know, forty degrees, maybe I'll start breaking that baby out here in uh, in the Midwest and uh, and showing the off gun the show. Yeah, show, showing showing everyone the pythons, you know. <laughs> got to work on my farmer tan. Awesome. All right. Well, no, it's great having you here sooner. And uh, we do appreciate that you've uh, you've made the effort to jump in when Christian's been gone. Uh, you were gone for the last little while. Um, you were mentioning you were going to maybe chat about that a little bit where people are kind of wondering where you've been at, what's been going on. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to talk about it too much because I mean, I don't know. It's, it's you know, it's I'm not the kind of person that likes to broadcast my like like when I'm going through stuff like normally out in a big way, but like you know I was going through something, still going through it. And uh, when I was writing the blog, I just felt right to like say something because I wasn't sure how much I was going to be able to keep on doing all the stuff I'd been doing. And uh, um, but I'm you know there 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 are still rough patches and rough days a little bit, but overall I'm doing a lot better. And I just wanted to take a moment real quick and just say thanks to everyone for the really supportive uh, messages. Really glad to, to be able to have a support group like this uh, on top of some other stuff. And um, so, yeah, I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'm going to try not let anything keep me down. Awesome. No, and that's great. And, and truthfully, it's one of those things that's become uh, a lot more prevalent in the last uh in the last few years uh, and by prevalent i mean it's become okay to to talk about where people's mental health is where things are where we struggle and whatnot and and let's be realistic the more open and available we are with conversations like that the easier it is to find people that can help you out and and buoy us in in times where we're uh where we're not feeling so great so yeah a big thanks to the verter north america community and uh and i'm glad to hear that you're doing better sooner yeah appreciate it not a problem. Well, let's kick into things. So in the third of what is four straight games against relegation candidate and promotion teams, Verder emerged victorious away from home against Cologne. For those keeping score, that makes it the third away victory for Verder this season. All three of those wins coming in the second half of the season. Verder demonstrated another schoolhouse rock lesson on great defense as it would be their play against the ball that solidified the three points. Although generating little offensively, Verder did just enough to create the goal-scoring opportunity for super, sub, and better when starting, youngster Njinma. It would be Njinma's pace just shortly after being subbed on that would create the difference maker, and with a goalkeeping error, he was only required to run onto the ball in such a way as it went in the net. The victory sees Verder taking an incredible 12 points from a possible 15 to start the second half of the season. The last time Verder had a run like this, 
outside of the season in the second league was the 2018-19 season where Verda were captained by Max Cruz. A little less than half their total points have come in the last five games. The game was not overly pretty, but the points completely necessary. The table is starting to look like Verder can start looking up rather than looking down, but the second half of the season has a much tougher group of opponents waiting. Sooner you watch the show, you watch the game. What'd you think of it? What was your overall take on, on the game? Oh man, it was, uh, it was tough to watch. Uh, I mean, I, it kind of played into what I was expecting from the game. I, uh, uh, believe that I, um, I'm trying to remember what my lot, I, th- I think I'd like to draw, but I was really thinking about yeah. luck under and, uh, and I just, I had a feeling it was going to be like another, like slow paced, uh, ineffective kind of game like this. And I, I especially, you know, seeing in Jinma's not going to be in the starting lineup. I mean, you can kind of already start to get some ideas about, uh, how we were going to look. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it had a lot of similarities, similarities, I think, to the Bochum game we had like earlier, like in, in January, where yeah, we just couldn't get anything going forward. The the difference is we weren't really I don't feel like we were trying to beat a press uh so much. We just like, you know, it was a lot of bad passes and yeah. bad dribbles. I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'll talk a bit a bit more about that. And uh, but you know, at the end of the day, I would say that uh, overall, you know, I was a bit optimistic that I was cautiously optimistic that like we were going to be able to build on the momentum that we had been working working on and you know and and establishing and you know that hasn't been happening. But the good news is is that we have been getting you know we 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 gotten six points from the last uh, from 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 the stretch of games so far, and uh, we're almost at thirty points right now. And I mean that at the end of the day, that's the most important thing I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and uh, I'm probably going to have a slightly different take on on the way the game went than uh, than some, just because I had the opportunity to read through a lot of the uh, the in game or the live game chat. And so, folks, anyway, if you are listening to the podcast, uh, you obviously have some uh, concept of English, and you're a Verder fan, or you're absolutely bored and have no taste. Um, if you get onto the Discord every time there's a game, there's a live chat that happens there, and uh, that's always a lot of fun to participate in. So I read through. Uh, everything that went through the, uh, onto the live chat because um, I wasn't able to watch the game because I was in the dentist chair. Uh, hooray for that. And um, yeah, it was. I think most people felt uh, very much like it was a grind out kind of a game and really dull, uh, pretty hard to stomach. Um, I actually kind of appreciated it <laughs> in hmm. a sick and twisted sort of way. Okay. So we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely get uh, into that when we uh, we do our, our ups and downs and. Uh, yeah, I guess if, uh, I guess we might as well just get right into it. Let's uh, let's grab some ups and downs because uh, in the last little while we've been changing the format, and not worrying so much about tactics and stats because stats don't tend to make for good radio, uh, and tactics really haven't changed <laughs> in the last year and a half. So let's uh, let's do some ups and downs uh, sooner. That let's talk cool. about the things that were amazing. The three yeah. ups you have on the game. Because I was going to look through and just find some stats that like I thought stood out, and there's like not really anything that jumps out at me. <laughs> so the, the good stuff. I mean, I think that we're going to have some some crossover here at least uh, at least on one of these. My first up is going to be uh, Malatini, um, and uh, uh, basically, I mean, like I think my up is Malatini starts and shines, and like gross is is a thing of the past? Question mark. Uh, because like this was a huge thing. Like, like if, if, uh, if Malatini gets to start here, you really start to get the feeling that we're like the Christian gross is, is kind of a, you know, the sun's really setting on that. And that's 
overall, I think it's a good thing for for Verder. But Malatini, I think he had a really nice game. He uh, uh, played good defense. He had a couple of. He was also made some nice little like little dribbles and mm-hmm. and passes in the offensive game too and build up. And then there was one spot even when I think off a corner. Uh, if he just would have been a little bit more ready, he he would have had a decent shot at uh, a goal. But the, he 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 wasn't he wasn't expecting the ball to come to him. But I think for me, the biggest play that, that happened with him was uh, I think it was like in the fiftieth minute, and I think that actually Ole Werner talked about on Dijkstuba afterwards, where like uh, Linton Mina for them gets the ball and, and is out and running. He's pretty fast, and Malatini not only keeps pace with him, but really just like doesn't let him eventually like he he, he can't get by Malatini and Malatini takes the ball away from him. I mean, really looked like a, 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 um, a, a experienced savvy player. Uh, that to me was like my first up second up. Uh, I, I actually had Mitchell visor as an up. I felt Whoa. like, he, I feel like he had, well, just cause I feel like he had kind of a rough game. Um, <laughs> yeah. with his passing and stuff like that. I thought his defense was Oh, his defensive game was pretty good. It was pretty good. And then that one cross he made was, you know, was 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 the play that uh, saw the ball go in. I I I don't know. I don't know. I I guess I I said him and part of that's because I I couldn't find a whole lot of other things to really get super excited about myself. So I I said Visor had like a, like a scrappy game. And then the third up for me is defense. Uh, like the defense just doesn't blink, and sometimes that's been the difference in some of these games is is that they're just not letting anything by them. And on like a, a on just another level of that, it's like Friedel. Uh, that was a really, really, really key little stop he made when the ball got by Zetterer. I mean, it was just about as close as you can get to going over the line and whatnot. And you know, I mean, it was a huge play. So, th- so those are my three ups. Well, I'm gonna, I guess, take off right where you left off there, and uh, and to the point about Friedel, there are there are games where uh, the character of an individual can kind of grab a team, put them on their back, and carry them somewhere. Uh, and you really got the sense that that was Friedel's game on Friday, that he had that he had the defense together with him, and he was come hell or high water, he was going to be the difference maker in the game. Now. I mean, there are players and and sport sports and players where where they do that on a regular basis. I don't I don't see Friedel doing that on a regular basis. Um, but in the last little while, uh, he's definitely taken some steps to becoming that difference maker uh, in the defense. So yeah, my first up was defensive stability. And I mean, there there are times, um, you know, in a match where you see like, oh, this something's been de- kind of developing over the last little while. But on this particular game, it was so emphatically stamped. Uh, that it was almost larger than life. It, it was in, up in neon that that the defense has improved. Um, Verter teams of the last six or or seven years kind of seem to go through a cycle. A uh, new coach comes in, uh, you know, team plays daring and exciting football. Uh, then the team starts leaking goals. Then the coach restructures the tactics to solidify the defense. Uh, then the team lacks the ability to score. And, and this pattern has kind of continued uh, over and over again. And and since the winter break, Werder have not scored more than a single goal in a game, with the exception of the game against Freiburg. So th- the defensive structure has come at the cost of offense. Werner, as of yet, I don't feel has found a way to generate the possibility of multiple goals in the game while retaining defensive stability. But that said, the results have gone our way and Werder have managed to maximize the opportunities that they put in front of them. So I think the stats show that the team is currently, on average, outperforming our XG by just over a single point. Um, 
so the defensive stability again this is a huge up it's currently providing the platform for the offense to win the game by only needing to score a single goal um and and I think I think that's really something special. And as you've already mentioned, but I also want to mention not just Friedel but Young. Uh, and it's because I've been extremely hard on these two guys. And it's not like you can take me back a year ago and they were playing great football and I was just being a dick. You know, no, both of these players have had their ups and downs and some serious inconsistencies. Uh, but on this show, <laughs> I eat crow every once in a while and give credit where it's due. And both Friedel and Young have become essential in our defensive back line. Um, excellent development. Uh, it's going to play a big role in us uh, staying in the league. So that was my first up. Uh, second up is a win away from, um, we are. I, I think we're a one win away from locking in a season free of direct relegation. So my number is 32 points this season. Um, could it be done with less? Yeah, I think, but I think 32 is the number to make. So unexpected wins against Bayern and Freiburg have definitely helped us. Um, but I wanted to see nine points from this group of four games against relegation tag teams. And if we can beat Darmstadt, we'll have done just that. And I, of course, get <laughs> I get nervous anytime we're around this 30-point mark and we got about 10 games left. Why, why, I, why could that be? <laughs> and, I, and I shouldn't have to explain why. <laughs> if, uh, if you need to, to know why, go check out the last 10 games of the 2021 season. Uh, and the last up that I had, and this is probably, like I said, where I might be at variance with some of the, some of the other uh, listeners. I felt this was a reasonable tactical variation against a lower place team. Hmm. So Werner has made adjustments against teams like Bochum, Mainz, Heidenheim, where I believe we felt like we were the team likely to either have more ball possession or would be considering ourselves maybe the favorite. And he's played more of a true 3-4-3 system. And it has not produced great scoring opportunities and has often looked defensively shaky. Um, often it involves the same lower defensive line that he's kind of used for stability. But then the wingbacks are being pushed way up the pitch. Um, and it's, it's often resulted in teams who like to counter being able to counter more easily because of the lower line and finding space on our flanks uh, and in front of the back line, I suppose. Now, on Friday, Werner returned to a higher press, a higher pressure defense, and a higher back line. Uh, the same kind of thing that saw us be successful in a second league and um, the first part of our return to the Bundesliga. The reason I want to highlight this is that this is the first time this season where Werner has had more potential opportunities uh, for offense you know, uh, against these types of teams. A lot of them went begging due to poor passing, uh, but there were more times this game where if a Schmied pass was actually in front of the runner instead of behind, uh, or if the visor connection uh, in the midfield actually worked, uh, if Dukes didn't kick it directly <laughs> into the goalkeeper's chest, yeah. um, you know, if they could, him and Voltamod could have sort themselves out. Um, where I, I really felt that we had the potential. The potential was there to create a lot more chances than we've seen typically against these types of teams. Um, the defense pressed and forced the ball to our right side. Um, I thought this was really smart. We targeted Hubers, uh, who is a right-footed defender playing on the left side. We intercepted piles of his passes. And I think what Werner wanted to do in forcing the ball to our right was because Schmid and Voltamata were playing this side. Uh, and I think the goal was to intercept the ball higher up the pitch, get it to one of those two, and kind of reap the benefits. And the high back line, as you mentioned with Malatini, did a wonderful job pressing through that back line, shutting those things down. Uh, 
looked great uh, with Friedel closing down with a higher back line as well. And I think that the move by Werner, I think it signals to me that he might be at the place of admitting that when facing a team where we're the projected favorites, to use more of a, a gig and pressing tactic with a high back line rather than trying to generate office, offense through build-up tactics and possession play. So one of the reasons this tactic had been abandoned is when playing in superior sides, Verter has become far too easy to break down. However, I think when playing against sides that don't possess multiple players with amazing technical skills, this tactic may prove uh, to be valuable. Anyway, uh, so I again, I actually really appreciated the tactic and the way that Werner uh, approached the game. Now, my first down is directly associated with this, but but again, I wanted to get your feedback on that. Sure, yeah. I mean, I think that, um, you know, like one of the things that I, like especially as I saw us starting to have success, you know, I mean, like in the Leipzig, especially like in the Leipzig game and in the Bayern game and, uh, you know, really kind of, being dangerous on the counter because like one of the things that Union Berlin has done, for instance, to have as be as good as they have been is to play that way against everyone, you know, and they, they've been successful at it. And a part of me was thinking like, you know, why can't we, you know, play that more of that kind of game against whoever we play. And I mean, on some level, I guess that's kind of what we're seeing, you know, I think that Cologne, I mean, you know, who don't take a lot of possession, one of the uh, teams who possess the ball least in the league, I think we that that they had like 56 or 57% possession in this game, yeah, 57%. And um, yeah, I think that I mean, I, th I think that there's something there, uh, especially if we can, you know, keep the defense um, from getting too exposed. And I guess at that point, like, it's kind of like you say, uh, you know, if if they don't have really the players to exploit our problems, uh, then then you know, yeah, it's 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 not as big of a worry. Um, but I think that uh, I think that the, you know, that's maybe maybe this is just kind of our new. It could be kind of our new identity, especially as long as we have uh, uh, some offensive players who can actually make teams pay when we win the ball um and uh, and push forward but uh, but yeah i mean i guess that that's uh, that's a, a an interesting way of looking at it for sure it, it makes sense to me i mean in the, in the second league where we were projected favorites in many of the games we played a high back line and yeah. pressed like crazy so why not do that against lower place teams in the bundesliga instead of trying to become something we don't have the players for which is like a a possession heavy uh build from the back sort of sort of uh team it it just doesn't make sense why not use what's already there uh, right. It's something that's proven to work. Um, and now a very important bulletin just in uh, back when I was mentioning uh, the Werner sack race, uh, Lohena had sent in a prediction that, that Werner would not get sacked. And, <laughs> and I have now been uh, called to the carpet in the <laughs> chat. And so now I am making it right and acknowledge. So Lohena, do your metaphorical victory lap. Everybody give it applause. Uh, oh, and Ian must have been the other one. Sure. I guess. Sure. Oh. Why not? But see, you guys I wonder, especially in Ian's case, I wonder. I, I I would expect that it's not because he thought that that Oliverian was doing a great job. It's just that he just expected not, that they were not going to like. It wasn't because he was going to save his job. It was just because like Bauman wasn't going to fire him. <laughs> well, King Ian is a politician at heart, which means that he just puts his finger in the wind, and whichever way it's blowing, he jumps on board. All right. So yeah, uh, let's do the things that sucked. And I'm going to start this one simply because of what I ended off with the things that were great. So the first thing that sucks is how can you get the tactic that spot on and then blunder the personnel? Yeah. 
Like the, the tactic chosen should have determined the players. The tactic worked like a hot damn. The first couple of minutes showed exactly what the tactic was supposed to do, and it did it very well. Uh, Verda were intercepting the ball and advancing it quickly the whole game, only to have one, you know, one breaking pass. Nobody was breaking past the last defender. That was almost always the issue outside of terrible passing, which again, acknowledging we, we, we got to see as the first half of great ideas because it always fell apart somewhere in the midfield. The use use of both Dukes and Voltamod was a waste and a terrible idea. Njinma is the player to be paired with either of these. Uh, Werder would win the ball, and both Voltamod and Dukes would be looking to make a play. You know, beyond that, you had Schmied on the field, also looking to make a play. Uh, the, the team was overpopulated with passers, and no one was looking to make a break into the box, you know, stretch the defense or make runs behind. I, I have no doubt that with this tactic against a lower-seeded team using Njinma, we could have probably seen two or three goals. Werner nailed the tactic and completely fluffed on the personnel, like a good diagnosis with the wrong prescription uh, would be how I would liken that. Anyway, that was my first down. Uh, Sooner, you want to take over from there? Yeah, gosh. I mean, it's it's a really interesting way to put it that way, because like you, if, if, if you think about like our best offensive players on the field at that point it's like uh you know you got Dukes, Voltamata, Schmid like those are guys who I mean every now and then they can do something off the ball that is good but like usually they need to have the ball on their feet to be doing something that's really incredible I think yeah in Jinma we really missed uh really missed him yeah I mean but my first down was just bad offense like no ideas going forward um you know uh passes the, the passes that were not trying to set up a forward motion were, you know, the, the passes that were actually meant to be going forward and attacking were yeah. mostly very, very, very bad. Um, <laughs> most of the shots were not dangerous at all. Uh, this, this is a spot, I guess I didn't include this in my downs, but this is a, sp- a spot where I would like to just include that. Also that, f- what the hell was that free kick by Duksh? That was one of the dumbest. <laughs> one of the dumbest things. I mean, only, I probably... only succeeded, only succeeded by the the free kick taken by Bittencourt and Demal at the end sure, of the game. Yes, that, that's <laughs> also true. I forgot about that one. But um, I think that probably anyone listening to this podcast probably could have uh, been in uh, Schwebe's, uh uniform and 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 saved that ball from from going in the net. I mean, it was just really required hardly any effort at all. Um, so yeah, I just said the bad offense, just this really nothing going forward, and yeah, Injinma should have been starting. My second down, actually, I went with um, Voltamata. I didn't, I mean, I I didn't think he had a terrible game. I thought he showed like some nice things that he can do. Like there were still a few times in the game where I was watching him play, and I was like, how did he come away with that ball? Like like it's it's crazy some of the, or like how does he move that well with the ball? But it feels like. When, when the best we've seen Voltamata is like when he like 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 we're playing an open game, right? Like or in or, motion. or in motion, exactly. Like we're in transition and like and there's space, and he makes really good passes in those situations. And it just seems like when he gets the ball, if he can't find a pass to make, he just says, "Well, then I'm going to dribble." And I felt like he was frequently like dribbling into like two or three players or he was you know just not uh it was just not making really great decision making by him and that's more of me rather than being like what a shitty game by him it's just like showing that you know i think he needs more experience and it was a rough rough day for him a bit at the office um 
uh, I think hopefully he'll 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 get a bit better. I mean, although I guess maybe if he goes to another team, I hope he doesn't get that much better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then my my third down is the Injima injury um, yep. question mark is like how how serious is it? I think I'd mentioned this in the Discord. Uh, you know, I was just looking ahead to for the Darmstadt preview and. And they have him listed already as being out until mid-March. I, I haven't seen anything on, on Kicker or Dykstuba to corroborate that at all. And we've seen in the past like that maybe Fought Mob is is a little odd in some of their injury um, uh, projections. But uh, that would be uh, he he did I, I saw he 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 gave an interview after the game. He did not have crutches and he did not appear to be in very much pain. Now he might have been like I had a lot of painkillers or something. But, uh, you know, that's a pretty big down for me because uh, I think what we've seen uh, in that game, uh, especially looking at a, a somewhat similar opponent coming up on this weekend, is, is really important to, uh, to what we're doing. And it would be a pretty big loss if we had to go without him for a few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's my downs. Okay. Uh, yeah, so then I'll start with my second down then. Yeah, I totally agree. The, the Njinma injury is, yeah, whatever. That's, I'm hoping he's all right. Uh, okay, so second down, yellow fever is what I've got here. So so Verter now have <laughs> plenty of players with four cards, and it's looking likely that an, ex- an extremely thin back line will get even thinner over the next game or two. So both Friedel and Stark have four yellow cards, and it seems that Velkovich is going to need more time before coming back. And it's, you know, the Stark injury is, we, 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 just, we just don't know. We just don't know. Um, but it, I'm guessing it's going to be more long-term than anything. So if, if Stark is out for more than two games, Friedel is going to have to play ultra conservative so as not to get another yellow card. Um, and th- But then there's also trouble with both Visor and Dima have four yellow cards. So the absolute worst would be that both of them pick up their fifth on the same game because we have no depth at, at either of those positions either outside of Agu. So you are running at a situation right now where <laughs> it is looking super thin and there is potential that our defense is going to have to play uh, om- almost like, I, I don't know how else to put it, but just very conservatively, you know, and, and be very tight and, and not have, not make uh, daring challenges or, or chancy moves. Uh, we also have two midfielders with four yellows, both Stea and Schmid are one away from a suspension. Uh, so this is at least not as worrisome as Verders has some options in midfield. Um, not good, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I'd say it's there. The midfield's a better in better shape than maybe starting Christian Gross at center back. Um, you know, with uh, imagine if Friedel is out and you're starting Christian Gross in the center with Malatini and Young on either side. Oh, I don't even want to think well, about it. Say, I mean, but especially because, like, like as you were talking about, like the 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 high back line against some 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 poor right. team. Like, go back and watch. I think the Darmstadt game from earlier this year and the Augs the second Augsburg game from last year. Christian Gross played in the in the middle of a back line. And watch and see how when we try to play with an exposed high back line, how that worked out. So we really want to avoid that. <laughs> the roaming gross. Yeah. The newest child's toy, the roaming gross. You never know where he is, but he's not where he's supposed to be. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. The last down that I've got is Schmied is a mid mid. Um, now, this is not pronouncing judgment in perpetuity, uh, but, you know, kind of just like Friedel and Jung. Uh, Schmid may well play his way back into my good graces, but as of late, I'm struggling to see why he's starting material. 
especially with some of the moves that have been made in the winter window. There are opportunities to hold Schmied's play accountable now, and it's high time I think it was used. Uh, Ole allowing Schmied, who had a wretched game on Friday, to play deep into the 80th minute is not sending a message that he needs to improve uh, or that there's someone who may take his place. Using uh, the Who Scored website, Schmied is, in the last 10 games, uh, he hasn't uh, rated higher than a 6.8. His seasonal average is 6.56. Sofa scores a little bit kinder to him at 6.78. So he's kind of been touted as uh, the penultimate passer for Werder, meaning that he gets a lot of hockey assists more than any other player. Um, However, with the introduction of Lienen into the squad, I actually feel we no longer need another penultimate passer especially one who plays that far forward. Lenin is capable of this job. Schmied being the hockey assist guy just means that the ball has to get to one more player before getting to the scorer now. Um, this season, he has three assists and has only created five, what they call critical chances in 22 games. Lenin in the limited game time comparatively also has three assists and has created three of those chances. So Lenin has shown he can be that guy while still sewing up our defense. I think it's time that we put a different player in midfield, either one who can get forward and score, or one who can make the assist and create the big chance for our forward, not a penultimate passer. So that is my third down, which uh, I know there's some Schmied uh, lovers out there which may hate that, but that is just, that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I'll deal with it. <laughs> I, I I actually was uh, he 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 made my short list for for downs as well. Uh, he's he was also there was one moment I can't remember it exactly, but he's just he, sometimes he's also like maybe he's second guessing himself now. He seems like he's indecisive. Like he had the ball, and if he would have been aggressive, he could have done something with it. But he pulled it back, and just the the attack just completely died. Yeah, I'd love to see. Um, I mean, I Mickey. Take your pick. If if Keita can, if, if Nabi Keita can play him, Skelly Alvero or the um, the 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 Finnish dude, uh, or um, um, the the guy we got from Manchester United, um, um, whose name I I not Hansen even Arun Arun Arun. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say like one of those guys sh- should be getting chances because at the end of the day, like. I don't know. You could do worse than Schmid, but yeah, he's kind of proving that he, he he's just not he's not taking the next step. And uh, it would be nice to kind of see what we have in some of these other plays, especially a player like Alvaro, who we only have here for a few more months, and we have to decide if we're going to keep him around or not. Totally agree. Uh, all right, moving on with the show here. We're going to get Paul in here. I'm just going to send the invite, um, and he's going to bring us an update on the ladies and how they're doing. So we'll wait to see if we can connect with him. And now we got uh, some conversation about the sporting director, what's happening there. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Dinchy release clause if we've got some time. And uh, invite disappeared. Well, we are having just a stellar show here today, folks. Let's try this again. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we got some listener questions and whatnot. Looks like we've connected with, uh, with Paul. So let me know if we've got you on there, Paul. Give us a good shout. What's up? Hey, (laughs) sooner, sooner. Do you have an actual name or do you only want to go by sooner forever? Uh, I could tell you my name, but then I have to kill you. (laughs) It's it's weird. I I had a nickname going for a while just because I lived in Bremen and 
I don't know, I was kind of like a, not like a public figure, but like I made my living like being very present to other people. And I don't know, I just kind of want to have a bit of anonymity, but like now I don't live there anymore. But I mean, the name's just kind of stuck, so. (laughs) Got it. Male prostitute. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Hey guys, how are you doing? Pretty good, Paul. What it do? What it do? Yeah, I haven't been on for a long time. Uh, according to the show notes, last time I was on was after Match Day Five, and we just finished up Match Day Fourteen. A little bit of a so break. I've there, been yeah. blowing it. <laughs> I've been blowing it. Well, let's. Uh, what have you got for us, Paul? I guess if you can catch us up, because that is a lot of time to miss. Yeah. No, I've got all the results in front of me notes to talk about um also we got some incredibly bad news on the frauen side today um which i'll cover later but yeah but anyways yeah i'll start with just the results that we've gone through so since i was on last um after match day five uh the ladies have gone six six and two no no hold on four four and one their record so far this year is six wins, six losses, two draws. So they're pretty middle of the road right now. Um, I think they've been pretty consistent this year. They're beating the teams they should, probably losing to the teams that we can expect and also doing okay against the middle. <clears throat> so since I was last on, um, I'll run through the results. We had a on match day six, we lost Uh, 1-0 to Eintracht, who are in third. We absolutely drubbed the energy drink ladies 5-0, featuring a uh, Vidaur hat trick, um, which I'll talk about Sophie Vidaur a little later. She came to us during the summer. Um, She's our leading scorer. She's already broken um, the scoring record from last season, so... Uh, one to look out for. Uh, we also, since then, lost to Bayern in match day eight, two nil. Got bounced from the Pokal in the round of sixteen, five to nothing to Wolfsburg. Um, and then we rounded out the uh, Hinrunda lo- uh, beating Duisburg, who's bottom of the table, and losing to Wolfsburg once again, but only by a one nil scoreline. So. Well, not Wolfsburg, terrible. Wolfsburg is kind of the the, um, the the high bar when it comes to to ladies soccer, correct? Oh, absolutely. Um, they're actually second now. Bayern did win today. They're one point ahead of them, but I mean they've got an insane amount of talent. They're kind of the high bar. They've been Champions League regulars and stuff like that. So only losing them into in the league by a score of one nothing I thought was a pretty good result. Sure. Um I think our team has been pretty pretty decent defensively. Um over the winter break, um there was two friendlies. Uh the ladies beat FC Twente from Netherlands, I think, right? Yeah, that's what they're coming. Yeah, one nil and also beat a second division German side Gunterslau, which I had never heard of, five nil. Um they finished third last season in the second division of the German league. Um, they're currently eighth though. So I don't know if there's much we can read into there, but since things have picked up, um, 
the second half of the season has gone pretty well. Um, we beat uh, Leverkusen two to one on match day eleven. Uh, embarrassed Nuremberg four nil, which was a good result, but they're also pretty bad this year. I think they're eleventh out of twelve teams. Uh, also drew Hoffenheim, which are a good side. They won today, and I think they're sitting fourth right now. Uh, and then everything kind of went bad yesterday, losing 3-0 to Freiburg, um, a team that, since I've followed the ladies' team, they just cannot beat. Um, they lost in the preseason 4-0, I think. Lost in the first half of the season 2-1, and then this one. And I think the biggest thing that we talked about in the Discord is that we lost our captain and Probably, maybe our best player, uh, Lena Hausica, our captain. She's she was subbed out in the twenty third minute. Uh, turns out today we found out she's got an ACL injury and she's out for the season. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'd, so I'd, heard, really I'd heard that it was potentially ACL, and yeah, that's a sucky confirmation. It's it's bad, and I think it completely unraveled the team yesterday. Uh, it was an even contest. Uh, she went out, and before halftime, they were down 2-0, lost 3-0. So uh, pretty concerning. Um, I don't know how things are going to go the rest of the way. But um, since the last time I was on, team is still doing pretty well. Um, four wins, four losses, one draw. Uh, total record is six wins, six losses, two draws. They're at 20 points. Last year, they finished eighth with 21 points. So they're in a whole lot better of a position this year so far. So um, That is quite an improvement other, then. Yeah. And other things that are really great that I wanted to talk about is the goal differential so far is 24 goals for, 16 against. Um, compared to last season, they have already scored nine goals more over the entirety of last season and conceded 23 fewer. So they're yeah. sitting 12, yeah, they're sitting 12 puns 12 points above the relegation zone right now. 6 matches to go. The bottom of the women's league is bad enough just like the men's league that I don't think we have any concerns about going down. So. Oh, that's awesome. And I mean it's uh it obviously some of the transfers that they had made uh during the summer have proven to be Good. They had some. They had an injury to a goalkeeper too. I'm just kind of going on memory here. I don't follow them nearly yeah. as closely as as a person probably should. But then, yeah, sure. to, to to lose a captain. Hopefully, if they, they've got, um, hopefully they've got enough momentum to kind of close out the season. Then, if that's also their top, their, you said that was their top goal scorer as well, hey? Uh, their top goal scorer is actually one of the new additions we got. A lot of that is due okay, to I got confused. a yeah. she had against Leipzig. But um, yeah, so you mentioned Catalina Perez is out for the season. She was the goalkeeper they brought in. Um, they signed a Norwegian national team keeper, Guro Petterson from Valaranga. I don't know if she's actually going to get a lot of playing time. I feel like Livia Peng has been doing a pretty good job for them right now, and she's young and seems to have a really good, really good path to success. Like everything, I don't. I'm not really worried about that. Um, I think the trickier thing is just going to be trying to figure out a way to find talent to fill Hausica's 
um, absence due to injury because, yeah, it's going to be rough. Um, <clears throat> I was looking up today. We actually have the third youngest team in the f- women's league at an average age of 24. Who's their so coach? The fact that they, 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 ob- they obviously like to play young people, so I'm just kind of curious. Um, Thomas Horsch <laughs> is their coach. And, yeah, he's been <laughs> Yeah, right. He's basically the anti Ole. He's giving <laughs> young players <laughs> opportunities at a pretty regular clip. Um, but yeah, so right now, like, doing pretty good. Uh, Steph Weidauer is their leading scorer. She was a new addition this summer. She's got six goals that she's already beaten the record from last year with Nina Lurson's five goals. So, I mean, they're much better than they were last year. Um, I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the year with losing such a key player as their captain, but um, the schedule coming up is not terribly difficult, and I would not be surprised if they finish with at least 30 points this year. That's awesome. I think they can do it, and they'll be fine. Um, They may not finish higher than eighth because I think the league has gotten – better they finished eighth last year um but i think that's a good thing and i think they're on the right path so well if the competition in the league has improved and they've improved their team to keep up with it or at least succeed it in some way or shape or form then yeah they're definitely heading uh, in the right direction because yeah when uh, if all of a sudden a few other teams step up and you're you can get caught behind pretty quickly so no that's that's good it's good information i appreciate yeah, you catching they, us are, up is, on that Oh, yeah, sure. Um, another thing I'll add just before I go, uh, before we go on to whatever else, um, pretty key stretch just like the men's team coming up over the next four match days. They've got three against teams that are below us, and I think even with the loss of Hausica, they probably have a good shot at getting some points. Um, they're playing Köln next week who are in, let's see, 10th place at only 11 points, so pretty bad. Um, Essen, who have been a pretty tough team there in eighth, but then Eintracht, who are in third and only really six points above us, and Leipzig, who are awful and at 13, point, 13 points, I think so. So I think as long as they can get through this next stretch of a month, I think they'll be fine and probably could feasibly finish in, I don't know, fifth, sixth, seventh, probably. So pretty good. They look they look good. I mean, as long as they can stay healthy, I think it's kind of frustrating. Um, I think they could have threatened for Europe, honestly, but wasn't meant to be this year. I don't think. Well, I, yeah. Injuries are something you can't do anything about right They're They're bound to happen sometimes. and You never know exactly where they're going to hit. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. And she's just such a really important player. Like uh, I haven't watched uh, the last, uh, couple of highlights but i remember like earlier in the season i was watching a few highlights and i mean hausica is just a beast and uh it's really She's... unfortunate that her injury because if, if i just i was able to just watch it and it, she was just she just like made a, a bad cut it wasn't like a uh, i guess mm-hmm. it was like acl injuries are like that like where you don't necessarily it's not because she like banged into her you know her knee into someone else it's just that she planted her foot weird and uh this is yeah. just be a big loss unfortunately yeah, she's basically their lean-in, but she has four goals also this year, so she's a threat on both Suck sides. Suck it, so. lean-in. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, she's our second highest goal scorer, our captain, does 
like a box to box midfielder and it's going to be really, really hard to replace her. Sure. So, um, we've got, uh, Kiera Han, who's a 22 year old we brought in. Um, she's a really good player, uh, four assists this year, no goals, but I think she's very promising, but yeah, I, it's going to be really tough losing her for sure. All right. No, that's awesome. Appreciate that PJ. And, uh, yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for bringing us up to speed again. It's not, uh, it's not something that ever, all of our listeners follow. I personally don't, uh, don't follow the Frauen, uh, that closely, but it's always good to get, uh, information and updates. And I know there are a number, a number of listeners that also actively follow, uh, the Frauen. So I'm sure they're going to appreciate the work that you're doing and, uh, and educating the rest of us a little bit, which is great. Yeah. The chat in the discord has been, uh, more common, I've noticed, and yeah, I'm hoping to figure out something with DAZN or something like Ian's mentioned to actually watch more of the game. So, do, do, yeah. do we know? Do we know yet when the the next uh, game, the Verder game, is going to be on the zone? Uh, I haven't seen anything, and they tend to show the big teams, so right. no surprise there. But I think, I think I think we made it on once, uh, maybe when we played Bayern. But uh, oh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I saw on my YouTube feed today that I think it was Bayern and Frankfurt were playing, and yeah, it's just free. Like, so whenever they're playing on there, you can yeah. just watch. No, yeah, they have a YouTube channel that's great, and I imagine at least when the Frauen play, we still have to play uh, Wolfsburg and Bayern. So I imagine, if nothing else, if somebody wants to catch it, I'll throw the link in the chat or something, and I'm sure they'll be on there. All right, so yeah, for those of you that are listening, if you are on the uh, Discord, it's often hard to find PJ because he constantly changes his name. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not hey, sure. I'm not what... as Juan. Come on. <laughs> so I'm not sure what he's currently being called. I think it's something about Malatini and length. Uh, so just yes. uh, <laughs> try and hunt him down, and uh, I'm sure he can get you some information on where to find stuff uh, for the Vertifrauen. Um Thanks again, yeah, PJ. Of... Oh, sure. And because of uh, Sooner and his his agenda like we usually put some of that stuff in the non verder games thread because i don't know doesn't respect the women i guess <laughs> all right yeah, yeah, so definitely, yeah and definitely, everything but thanks for having me on yeah. guys awesome no thanks so much uh, pj appreciate it pj paul cacophony uh malatini length <laughs> big booty bowser whatever he's calling himself these days really appreciate you doing that work absolutely take care guys all right bye bye. thanks all right uh we're gonna shift gears here talk a little bit about the sports director the situation that's uh happening there with verter and uh yeah so it's it kind of all of a sudden you know the the, the hierarchy told us that you know, it would be announced at the end of the first quarter and we're kind of closing in on that. I think the end of, um, well, the end of March or sorry. Yeah. The end of March would typically be the end of the first quarter. Um, and, and at the very beginning when they said, Hey, you know, Bauman's out, this is going to be the change. Uh, there was all this speculation and conversation. And then all of a sudden it kind of just went quiet except for the last week or so. And we're starting to get some information again from the club and from media sources as to what's happening. So with the exception uh, of the link to uh, Andreas Schicker from Sturm Graz in Austria, 
things have been honestly relatively quiet. I think most people were kind of resigning themselves to the fact that uh, Fritz might just slide one bum cheek over into the Bauman chair. Um, however, the rumor around Shukar sent things kind of into hyperdrive as uh, there were fans, of course, hoping for a change. Uh, those that were that kind of piled in with excitement. Um, and then it would be kind of two days later that another batch of intel was released that Fritz, too, uh, was still in the running, uh, plus some nebulous unknown someone. Uh, so to this point, it seems reasonable to assume that Shikar is a serious candidate. Uh, he also was kind of deflected the question when he was asked about the link to Verter during a pre-match interview rather than deny the claim. Um, regardless, I think the idea uh, that there may well be different, uh, may be a different candidate to Fritz has once again divided fans of the club uh, who feel it's time there's those that feel it's time for more outside voices to influence this club going forward. And those who firmly believe that the Verter way uh, as it's known is still the right path uh, to move forward sooner. You did a little bit of hunting on uh, Shikar. I'm not even sure if I'm saying his name, right. Um, but uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about him and uh, what on earth makes him an interesting candidate for Verter. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, his name is Andreas Shikar. You say you're saying it right. And uh just a quick little bit of background I was able to come up with on him. So he uh, played uh, for quite a long time in Austria, uh, did like 320 matches in the top two leagues of the of the Austrian system. Uh, I find it funny. He's, he, he was a left back, which is, uh, you know, funny because the, the main other main candidate, uh, Clemens Fritz, was a right back. For some reason, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I don't I don't have a badoom sound effect. <laughs> Uh, in 2014, he uh, had a really serious injury, and like he, uh, it was a fireworks accident, and basically they had to like take off his entire uh, left arm, like up to the elbow, and so he has a prosthetic arm. I mean, he played with his prosthetic uh, for a while. And that was kind of like I guess towards the you know he 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 didn't have as much of a playing career at that point. He started being a scout for a team in the who mostly plays in the fourth tier of Austrian football in Wiener Neustadt SC while he was playing for them. And then he got promoted to sporting director. And then he went to Sturm Graz to be their chief scout in 2018. And then two years later, he was promoted to managing sport director. Um, like he was, he uh, had a very interesting kind of thing, where Like he immediately turned over the squad yeah, I noticed that. Uh, as soon as as soon as he got there, I think like thirteen players were were just uh, uh, let go or sold. You know, they were not anymore with the team. Um, this is a quote that I think a lot of people would probably be interested in hearing. Someone um, I can't remember. It's someone associated with the club said we started focusing on young players with sales potential from abroad. He did it radically. Get out. He he did it radically, and now fifteen <laughs> of the twenty seven players in the Storm squad come from abroad. Well, and um, if again for those folks that are following along, if you go to transfer market and go to uh, Sturm Graz, and then just take a look at the the transfer flows, the guy made money every single like, and not just a little bit, every single year developing and selling players, except for the first one where, like you said, sooner he just kind of dumped a team. Right. Yeah. He he he's generated like like since he's been the sporting director, they've generated a a, a net positive of twenty five million euros in transfers. And, as an Austrian team, right? right? Like that's, 
and I'm not I'm not disparaging, but the the league itself isn't exact like isn't the one of the top five in in Europe, right? So oh. it's it's saying something, right? Yeah, he uh, it, it's it's interesting. His third highest transfer since he took over is twice as high as the previous record transfer that they had made. Uh, he sold um, uh, a guy named Yaboa to Genoa FC. I think that was the third highest one. Rasmus Hyund, uh, uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, from Copenhagen, was bought for two million. Sold to At- Atalanta Bergamo six months later for twenty million euros. Um, <laughs> it's almost then, a Delaney purchase, right? Yeah, it was crazy. And then also another guy, uh, Emmanuel Emega, uh, was sold from uh, was bought from Royal Royal Antwerp. Uh, bought for three million, sold for thirteen. Okay, hold hold on, hold on. Paul, are you serious? Fritz is just no. hired. Don't. Is this really? Are, are, it's are nighttime you... there. Nobody's hiring yeah. him. Yeah, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> I mean, that, that would probably be the time for them to announce, like in the in the middle of the night. That would actually be really hilarious. Hold on, hold on. I I need a Christian moment here. Where is my? <laughs> Good luck with that, you fucking prick. <laughs> That's Sorry, Sooner. That was there would be no point in doing the rest of our segment if that had been leaked. <laughs> oh my god, we, we could have just shifted gears very quickly. Had it had it been Juan, I wouldn't have even paid attention to it. <laughs> yeah. But um just really quickly did, did a couple other things here. Um apparently so the a kicker kicker uh, did like a little bit of a profile on him. And they said without like giving specific examples, this is something to maybe to keep an eye on. Apparently, um, not all of his colleagues, and I guess they mean other sport managing directors of sporting clubs, uh, like his negotiating tactics, which sometimes result in very late decisions is what it said. So that's just, I don't know, just for what it's worth. Um, I, um, yeah, I think that he could be the perfect type of candidate for this job because I feel like Coming from where, even with with the kind of um, uh, performance he's had there, uh, you know, if you go to a bigger club, they might be pretty wary of giving you like the job. They might want to make you someone's assistant or the one in waiting or whatever. And if you go to a smaller place, then like there's a lot of uh, potential for being uh, unstable. Uh, Maybe you go down to the Swiss League and maybe you stay there for a while. I don't know. Like Verder is the kind of club we, we we have the tradition, we have the history, we have um, um, you know. I know that this might, I, I maybe sometimes you don't think about it this way, but like we're we're about to finish our second straight season since coming back up of having no serious serious relegation worries, like not not a really tangible one. As fans, we worry, but like we were, we, we've hardly spent any time in the table in the last two years lower than fourteenth place. That's and, true. And now we've gotten cash too. So yeah. like this really seems like it could be the right place at the right time for both parties. Um, so I'm really interested to see what could happen there. Um, yeah. And he, it, it was very interesting that he said um, um, when he was asked about the Verda rumors, I think he said uh, such rumors are an award for the path we have taken. They existed already for our players and our coaches. And now they exist around me. And he uh, neither confirmed nor denied that uh, that uh, he has been in contact with Verde Bremen already. So that's the really hot name. There are a couple other names I think Dijkstuba has mentioned, like um, Christoph uh, Sprecher, who is from Young Boys. 
Um, and uh, Alan Zutter, who was at St. Gallen for a few years, now he's not there anymore. He actually doesn't have a club. Um, but if I was a betting man, it's probably going to be either Fritz or uh, this guy Schicker from Sturm Graz. Well, and I think one thing has got to be has got to be said from from just from my perspective. I think the idea of getting a young up and coming director from outside the club is as important as whether or not he brings success to Werder. Um, there's been a real sense over the last year that the Werder front office even with all the evidence of the last few years, we're just going to simply re-rack a failing system by implementing the very next Verter former player into a pivotal decision-making role. For for Fritz for Fritz's part part sorry, he he had has had a place kind of carved out for him since he first showed up to work at a desk for Verter um, from his first appearance in two thousand and nine with the nebulous title of lone player manager, <laughs> a title and a role that was invented for both him and his predecessor uh, in that same role, Ilya Gruev Sr. Some of you might uh, appreciate that. Uh, he had a full five months of experience under his belt, and then he was moved into head of scouting in 2019 after Tim Steiten was pushed out. Um, and and after that, they, they began to bring in these aged and experienced players with extensive injury history. I mean, this has had a direct role and impact on Verter, who were paying higher wages and transfer fees while not enjoying the experience these players were uh, to bring simply because they were just injured far too often. It, it would be during this time in August of 2020, where Fritz then took on the dual role of not just being the head of scouting, but also in, t in charge of first team football. Yes, with one year of experience, Fritz was given control of both the scouting and the first team um, in one of the most storied and legendary clubs in Germany. And nobody stopped them. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, when you put it like that, it's just incredible. It, it, would, it would end up being like the relegation of Werder that kind of has woken up a sector of fans uh, who seem to think, you know, nothing of what had happened at Verter since 2016. You know, it's kind of like, you know, they're sitting there. It's like, oh, what? We got relegated? Yeah, I'll pass the meatballs, right? They just don't care. <laughs> um, I mean, we've been on this show. We've been banging the banging the pots and pans, kind of sounding the alarm, trying to bring awareness to, the, to this incredible mismanagement of our beloved club. So what when I look at the situation, what Fritz brings to the table is just five years of experience. And, and those are absolutely checkered with a silver spoon type job and results that kind of speak for themselves. In fact, like if we, if we look at the test drive, so this last winter break is the only real window we get to judge him as he basically assumed the role of Frank Bauman. So what happened? Jans brought in some interesting options and Fritz made some good signings. Malatini seems like a steal, um, and I remain hopeful for Hansen Erun and uh, Elvero. Uh, but we also got way more club drama and a transfer window with less control than anything we've ever seen before. To the degree that Bauman had to step in on two separate occasions to deal with the Bittencourt problem and the Bore issue. Both situations were initially blundered by Fritz, and then Bauman had to step in and bring order. If Fritz is hired. It will signal that the revolution only goes so far that we are happy to rearrange the deck chairs 
but where the real power sits, that is just a bridge too far. It's it's more than just hiring the best person for the job because frankly, Fritz isn't it. Um, it's an opportunity for our club to send an absolutely clear sign that from the supervisory board on down, it's time to move on from the traditional interpretation of quote unquote, the Verter way. The other option of course is business as usual. I mean, I, I guess the, the Verter way or business as, as usual just means that there's always going to be a privileged entrance for Verter legends to bypass legitimate candidates and take a job. No one else in this world would be offered with no experience to maybe give it a go. You know, I, I, I personally think that these are exciting times for Verter fans. I mean, we are potentially watching a, a, a rebuild of this club, a revolution of the club, the, the removal of leadership that brought us so low and a new direction with potential impossibility. Uh, it obviously it comes with no guarantees of success, but I think sticking to the same well-worn paths of Verter nepotism, I think it holds a history we can project forward and see no, no real signs or hope for success. I think it's time that the club move on. They are in a position to do so. And, and I guess now we sit and, and wait to, to see what they will do. But it, it, it is absolutely mesmerizing to think that somebody with no prior experience, and Bauman's the same way, 2016, hired Bauman, no prior experience, given the most important job in the club, given all the latitude to make decisions. And, and he brings in someone in the exact same situation, creates a spot for him with no prior experience, gives them the keys to the kingdom. And we watch the whole thing fucking tank. And, and what are, and what are we, we're, we're supposed to applaud that we're back in the first league. Well done you. Uh, it just, we have an opportunity to change, to change directions officially to say, look, the change doesn't just stop at, you know, the players or the coach. We're not just going to, you know, like I said, rearrange the deck chairs. No, we're, we're literally going in a new direction, and that requires new blood in positions of power. That's my thoughts on it. It's absolutely time to make a change, and I'm really hopeful that Verter is going to do the right thing and take a pass on Clemens Fritz. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that sooner. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think you're spot on. I think that, uh, and I mean, I think that in this whole process, uh, like, you know, uh, you know, Dustin was always uh, in the discord was was really touting that this was an opportunity. And I I think a lot of people like, like, I can speak for myself, I mean, was just really pessimistic about it happening just because it I, I believe that the board had kind of signaled that like, they were waiting for Bauman to, 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 to say if he wanted to keep working or not, and that if he would have wanted to keep, yeah. keep working, they would have just extended him. And at that <laughs> right? Point, I'm just like, well, then it's probably going to be Fritz. Like they're 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 going to like do a search. They're going to look at people, and they're just going to pick him probably because like that's. I mean, if, if if you wanted to extend Bauman, that just says something about like where your mindset is. But I'm very 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 happy that it seems that the board has really done their due diligence. Uh, which I, I I never thought it was going to be like a sham search. I really thought that they were going to look around. And it, what it what it sounds like is that there's a decent chance that they are that they are going to bring in someone from outside, and yeah, I think that uh, it you know you it's it's a really interesting situation because like if if you bring in someone, I don't care who it is, without uh, I wonder when the last time was 
because uh, I haven't been watching the team very long, that you would have a sporting director, managing CEO, uh, head of squad planning and chief scout, and the trainer who all came in from outside the club, you know, did not have a connection directly with Vader Bremen. I mean, Jans was born in, in Bremen, but other than that, like, they're all people from outside. And I, you know, I think it's something we've been talking about on this pod, or you, you have certainly, and in the Discord, it's like, you know, the Vader way can also mean people who accepting in outside voices and outside opinions and becoming a part of that. And it doesn't have to mean, you know, a good old boys club. And uh, I really think that, yeah, it seems, it seems like things are getting better where the, 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 the play on the field is, I don't know, cautiously tending to go better. We're getting money. Like if we, if we nail this higher, it could really be, of a game changer for us. And uh, I'm really hoping that, uh, that they uh, make a decision. That's not Clements Fritz. Sure. Well, and, and again, it's, yeah, it, we, we do, we're just in the sit and wait position here at this point in time. Uh, we will talk maybe about the Dinchy situation next week. Uh, nothing has happened yet anyway, uh, but we do, we got to make tracks here because we're a little bit over time already and we still have yet to get a number of things in. Uh, we got a number of listener questions. Would you rather's bet on it or against it? And surprisingly, sooner, because Christian isn't on the show this week, none of these questions really had anything to do with pooping or oh, bodily fluids yeah. or anything. Damn. It was all very above board. <laughs> I was really hoping that I was going to get, uh, you know, some 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 fecal matter questions. But unfortunately, <laughs> All right, so here we go. Sooner listener questions coming in. It, is it time that Marv's quote must start status be actually questioned by more people, aka the Bremen Press, than just us? Yes. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I I don't want to get into it other than to say, like, I mean, like, I, I I've I've touted, I think, the positive things about him as a player, but like. I mean, you just, you, you've you been one of his biggest it. backers in the Verda North America. Community. I, guess so. <laughs> I, I, I just try to, to call it like I see it. And I, I don't think he's a completely bad player, but I mean, he, especially now that you see Njinma coming up and Voltamata coming up, he should not, I mean, unless, unless he then steps his game up and starts to play better, then I think, yeah, he, it needs to be called into question. But this motherfucker should not be starting. All right. Uh, which midfield combination excites you more? Stay Linen Kaita, Stay Linen Skelly, or Stay Linen Hansen Erun? Uh, there's a common theme here Stay and Linen. Yeah. yeah I, mean, <laughs> God, I don't know. If I had to pick one, I. I kind of want to see what Skelly Alvera would do with 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 Staya and and Lyman. Paul says Staya lean in toilet. Toilet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, like to me, all of them can be intriguing. Like, uh, I don't know. I, mean, I I still want to like hold out hope that maybe Keita can like play like I don't know a little bit. I I watched it. It was like a week ago. I watched a little bit of the, of the last game we played against Cologne. And if you watch that those highlights again, like he has like two or three moments at the end of the game, and it's like, oh, maybe he can do it uh, if he can get healthy, or I don't know, decide he wants to play or whatever. I don't know what's going on with him, but I think I'd pick Alvaro with those two. Okay, uh, I would probably go with uh, Aaron Hansen Erun. Yeah, I think that would be just a lot of fun. Uh, do you think that Ole has gotten the balance of defense versus offense figured out yet? Obviously, you got my answer on this in my three up, three down. No. Uh, what's your thoughts? 
No, I don't think so. I mean, again, I mean, I may, I don't, I don't think so. I think that um, maybe if you play in Jinma more, that could help. But even we, we've seen that also. I mean, I'm a big Jinma fan, but I mean that that is that is that in and of itself, it does not solve everything. Um, no, so I, I I don't think it's 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 been consistently uh, solved yet, and probably can't be with this uh, uh, with this team the way it's built right now. You're going to have to, I think, either rely on some some good fortune or uh, get better players at some positions. Okay, as as an opera singer, when you're hanging out with your friends and a song comes on, and one of your friends says they're a great singer. Does the rest of the group defer to your reaction to either validate or reject the original premise that the singer is in fact good? <laughs> I honestly can't say that's ever happened to me before. Uh, that's uh, no, I, I can't say that that's happened to me but because uh, it's because uh, I don't have any friends. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, that's just a joke. Uh, no, I, I can't say that I, I've ever been looked to for, for saying, do you think this person's good? No. <laughs> All right. You are the coach and you have to rate your strikers and use them in that order for the rest of the season. Assuming no injuries, who is your one through five strikers? Oh, on this team. Okay. Um, Jinma. So these are the two that are starting every single game going forward. And then your subs are three, four and five. Uh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say that like tentatively, like right now, I would probably say Doksha is number two. This is funny. Cause I don't think you should be, I, I just said, I don't think you should just be at a, a, a given starter every match, but I think I would probably. <laughs> I just don't trust Voltamata enough yet to just say that. I mean, I mean, I, I trust him to give him, uh, 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 opportunities, but I'm not sure I trust him enough to like say that that's my number two. I'm gonna okay. probably stick with Dilksh being the number two. If if I mean I mean this this if this is the system, this is that I'm gonna say. Um, then yeah, I would probably say then Voltamata, then uh, Kovnaski, and who am I even forget? Oh, and then this Bore, yeah, Bore at the end. I just I'm so over that whole situation. <laughs> All right, we're on to the would you rather's. Uh, Sooner, would you rather fight a cocaine hippo or a cocaine bear? God. Um, I'm going with hippo because I can at least climb a tree then maybe if I, I have to yeah, get maybe, away. Yeah. Well, I, I, at that point, I'm trying to think of like which animal would like get it over with fastest. And probably <laughs> a hippo just because it's like so fucking massive. If you've watched The Revenant, uh, which is a, a movie I really like, there's that crazy scene where Leonardo DiCaprio like does a very extended fight scene with a bear. And I don't, I, that, that's like both like terrifying and also drawn out. I, I would rather just get over with. So I'm going to go. Although they say, if you play dead with a bear, it'll walk away. So I think, I don't know. I mean, I'm no bear expert, but I bet you that thing's hungry. It's not walking away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you rather extend with Zetterer and his value never breaks for a million or sell him in the summer for 10? Um... Oh, no, I don't want to sell them. No, I'm going to I'm going to say the first one. Extend them and he never breaks 4 million in value. I guess so, but just be, I mean, I don't know. I I because like what what do we do if we sell because here's the other thing. Like like what do we I've I, heard I, I've heard that his release his release clause or the team is looking to get 10. That was 
a hypothetical when some interest was coming up? I mean, what are you going to do with that? I mean, well, okay, here's, well, here's, I guess, like, if, if, if you're the, if I then have the choice to like how we're going to move forward at the goalkeeping position, I would maybe do it. But like, if the idea is, well, we'll just sell Zetterer and put Zetterer back, uh, put uh, Pavlenka back in there. There's no going back at this point. Like we have passed that point. Like, I don't think there's any point like where we're going to put Pavlenka back in goal at this point. We, we, we'd have to find a new keeper or we'd have to trust Backhouse is ready to, to do that. And I'm not sure that that's where I am right now. I, I'd, I'd be on the fence. I, I would hold, I'd hold, I'd hold on to Zetterer. And even if it means he never breaks over 4 million. Yeah. Uh, well, I, the only thing would be is whether or not Jans could bring in somebody interesting for 10 million. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. This next question is kind of irrelevant because we kind of talked about given how the last transfer, uh, the last window went, uh, would you rather stick with Fritz because Jans can still do good work or move on from Fritz and see what happens? Oh, move on from Fritz and see what happens. I mean, it's, yeah, that, I don't even need to take up more time saying that. Okay. Bet on it or against it. 30 points is enough to avoid direct relegation this season. Oh, yeah, I, I locked it up. I'm not, if ever, ever, anyone who wasn't in like the, the game discord thread, I locked up uh, direct relegation as a, as a non-factor uh, after this game. Uh, there's no way. I mean, if you just look at the table, I mean, mine's got to win. I, I think we're still at 14 on them with, I mean, Mainz would have to do better than us by more points than they currently have, I think. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, e- e- even if we didn't get another point, they'd have to... They have to double their point total as yeah, of exactly. this point forward. In, in, in less than half the season. Like With that. 11 games. Yeah, I, I think our floor is 16th at this point. Okay. Uh, Werder will finish the season closer to the last Europa, Europa spot than the relegation playoff spot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I bet on that. Oof, optimistic. Uh, okay, if Werder beats Darmstadt, Bore is gone to International. Yeah, I mean, I guess I mean, the, the, there was like a, with the Dijkstuba thing that came out today. Uh, I, I'm curious. I mean, at this point, are they going to be able to get any money for it? Like, even if they can no, they won't. Money. They won't get dick. Yeah, probably not. But like, but see, at that point, I mean, I, I agree. It's done to keep him around. But like, if you're not going to get any money for him, like I don't know, like maybe may, maybe just keep him around and like I don't know, like we're going to spend a million on salary over the next three months keeping him. That well, that's true. That I, I don't nothing about the salary. Yeah, uh, I would say probably yeah. Once we got enough points that they would that 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 would, it looks like we're probably going to stay up. That that they would probably just cut him loose. So yeah, I, I'd probably say that's I would probably bet on that. I need to bet on it because I need it to be true. Yeah. All right. Let's <laughs> let's uh, get going here. So we've got the uh, Sooner Lock and the contest. So, I mean, you've been talking a lot, but you just get to keep right on going now. That is so I don't have an intro for you because we already did that. So I don't know what uh, what you want from me now. Sure. No, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good to <laughs> just talk about this a little bit. So, yeah. Uh... So yeah, we played Darmstadt. Uh, I'll try to do it again. <laughs> do it again. Play it again, Sam. It's a very all right. Good enough. Okay, good, yeah. <laughs> He's very good. Just kind of there. I like that. That's the best. Um, so yeah, just some stuff about Darmstadt here. I mean, I don't want to talk about. I mean, like the, a lot of stuff makes sense, right? I mean, they're bad. They're the worst. I mean, this is one of the worst bottoms of the Bundesliga 
has ever had. And they're the worst. Like they're, they've allowed 51 goals, which like no one else is even 10 goals uh, near. I mean, I mean like, like within 10 goals of that. I mean, they're, they're really bad on defense on the year. Offense is pretty bad. They foul a lot. They get a lot of cards. Uh, some other things I found interesting, though, um, is things like their uh, their work rates. Uh, you know, a lot of times when you're playing relegation types of teams, they they tend to cover more ground or make more sprints, intensive runs, all that type of stuff. They don't really like do that. They they. Uh, they're they're fifteenth in the league in distance covered. They're seventeenth in intensive runs. Um, they uh, and also they uh, a lot of possession a lot of relegation types of teams like to um, you know not possess the ball. They they want you to possess the ball and they want to get out and and win the ball and counter. And Darmstadt actually this season have forty eight point five percent average possession in their games. That's eighth most in the league. So it, they're. they're in my mind, at least from a statistical standpoint, they don't play like a traditional like relegation type team. And it's I think uh, they have um, it's it's that speaks to maybe a lack of athleticism or a lack of um, uh, certainly speed on their part. And it just seems to me like probably their 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 modus operandi is like just to try and out physical you. They're gonna try and like hit you they're gonna they're gonna tackle hard um they do get a lot of interceptions um but it uh, seems it seems a little weird that we would be talking about a lack of physicality or speed and ole Werner is still leaving the door open for christian gross to be starting this next week we're right but yeah that's that's for pj i've been missing a few apparently i was <laughs> chastised in the chat <laughs> that's what I'm a little bit worried about because I feel like in his mind that's more of like oh there's a game for Christian Gross like he's gonna fight he's gonna totally fight. he blew it against Darmstadt last time he'll do it again right exactly I mean you know it's, I mean, <laughs> redemption I, I, game I'm I'm definitely right there with you but I'm a little bit worried that he's gonna think that Malatini's a little too finesse or green or something and that's that's got me a little bit worried about if we're gonna see Malatini start this game or not but um, so, you know, Darmstadt, they're there. But the, the other thing I just wanted to bring up is they are probably more so than any other team this season, the true chaos team. Um, they had like, like a few weeks ago that they, they played Frankfurt. They were down two nothing and uh, came back to tie the game in stoppage time. And that's a big a, kind of like a, a rivalry game. So maybe you think, oh, that's just like a, that's how the game goes. Uh, like right before the winter break, Darmstadt played a game with Hoffenheim where Hoff every time Hoffenheim scored, Darmstadt equalized. So it, so it was 3-3 at the end of the game. And Darmstadt got off the mat and scored an equalizer every time. Uh, they've also played another 3-3 game this year against Gladbach. It's, you don't really know what you're going to get when you play Darmstadt. You could get a 0-0 game or you could get like a 3-3 type of a game. And so I think that it's it's going to be really important to um, you know not have the kind of thing that happened against Heidenheim or you know, I'm trying to think of another example like where we've kind of like had brain farts early or we just haven't played hard early and they get an early goal and that would be a really bad thing to happen. If we're chasing the game, yeah, 
yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, 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 we have to get out in front and then we have to keep playing because Darmstadt has proven that they have the mentality to, to, to come back. Um, some guys to look out for them. For Tim Skarka, who's on loan from Union Berlin, has six goals this year. That's the high man for them. Marvin Malem, um, who's been playing for them for a while, has three goals and two assists. Another, and yes, the team's overall best average like FOP mob rating. So like that, that scoring service, whatever the, the, that site rates him as their highest player on average every game. Uh, Fabian Nuremberger absolutely killed us. If you go back and watch the uh, the, the highlights from from last game with with the, his flanking passes, that's someone to keep an eye on as well. Um, I'm gonna go with for my lock. Let me see. I can't remember exactly what I think I picked. It was uh, um, where is it now? I'm trying to find it. Yeah, it's a bulk. Uh, no, damn. Where is it? I, I did. Yeah, we're still talking about the lock, right? Yeah, yeah, the lock. We where is it? Uh, Verder <laughs> win and under one and a half goals. Uh, I just I think this is going to be another kind of game that we saw. Like we played Mainz, it ended with a narrow win in a low scoring game. The Cologne games the same way. I mean, Darmstadt are just really, really bad. They 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 shored up their defense a little bit and. Um, you know they they're they're not bad they they have they get a lot of saves but i just think that they're going to struggle uh on the road um and even if we don't have Njinma, i think we're going to get a goal somehow in this game and i think that that could be the only goal <laughs> that scored all game so i'm going to go with and this is a pretty ballsy one but uh, i'm going to go with uh it's a it's a double you have both these things have to win or i don't get anything Verder Bremen wins the game and it's under one and a half goals so basically i'm picking Verder Bremen went to win one nothing um and uh that's uh a pretty hefty price it's a plus 650 on DraftKings, and uh <laughs> i uh i don't know maybe i i i if if Injin was not playing this is, becomes a little bit less likely but i just uh, i'm gonna keep on going back to this well i think darm shutter i mean they they played like half they, they played like 40 or 50 minutes against uh a 10 man stroke guard team they they couldn't score well i think they scored very very late i i'm just Whatever. I'm now. I'm just rambling. I'm going to go with Verder Bremen to win, and uh, the, the game total is going to be under one and a half goals, and that's my lock. You better lock it up. You lock it up. Ooh, that's a big lock, all right. Well, there you have it, folks. A real dark horse option for you if you want to put down a hundred dollars on that one. That'll pay you six fifty. I would highly recommend it. <laughs> given that i followed your lock last week and got exactly zero points and speaking I, of I, zero points let's uh let's go to the contest yeah something else you're been, doing to ruin my life indeed my locks have not been doing so well but i've got a good feeling about this one anyhow yeah. um, that's um, that's how uh, spoken like a true degenerate gambler it's true, it's true. <laughs> i did have a pretty good day uh on, on today's games that were played the the byron Vulcan game but i digress uh uh, in the contest, we had um, uh, two people got the game exactly right, and uh, our two of our favorite Germans, Geppi and Le Chef, both picked one nothing wins uh, for Werder Bremen. Uh, a number of other people picked up points, uh, um, and uh, here's the the final standings for the as uh, as of right now. Our Geppi is still on top with 13. Ooh. No, the, I am so I'm so far out of even catching him. I don't even know why. I, I, I need to pick a different rival. There's still plenty of time, though. Um, <laughs> uh, El Comandante has nine points, uh, just like Le Chef. 
then it's me and Spivey in fourth place with uh, eight. Uh, Struid and Christian both have seven points. Big Ben, Hair Doctor Tim, Ian McHugh all have six. Cacophony, Dirt Thirteen, and Dustin and Lohena are in eleventh place on and and Matt Miller on eleventh place with five points. Uh, our own fearless leader host Ben, along with uh, I believe Juan and Nawu, all have four. Uh, Brian, Jay, Mark, and Condre and Arun all have two points. And boring Anna, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm not sure if she's boring or not, like she says, but she's still looking to get her first points uh, in the kick tip app uh, prediction game uh, for the season. So that's where that stands. Good for you. I mean, even if you're listening to this and you haven't gotten in on it yet, uh, it's pretty easy. If you uh, reach out to, if, if you can't get on the discord or whatever reach out to me I can help you find it it's basically the kick tip app and we just make picks on the Verita Bremen game every week and uh, you can see once the game's going how everyone's picks are doing and uh, um, if they you know if um, if uh, you know once 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 one team scores it automatically adjusts so you can see how that changes the fortunes of uh, everyone who's in the league so it's a lot of fun and I hope that uh, if you haven't joined and you're interested uh, Feel free to do that. And if you don't know how to reach out to me, uh, I'm SoonerVerger at gmail.com. How difficult is it to stay just far enough out of the lead so that when you do rig the system at the end, it looks plausible? You know, it's, you have to, right? well, I, I will say that if you, if you, if you're good at predicting <laughs> what will happen, then all you have to do is, you know, slightly predict against that, you know, like where, where the, you, you're, you're hustling people at that point, you know? So if you're good, it's just a matter of, of knowing how to be just a little bit worse than that. So uh, in addition to, I think every year or every contest we do, I give a $50 gift card to the fan shop to whoever wins this thing. I'll uh, This year as well, I'm going to throw in a Nicholas Stock Airborne uh, Tops collector card, which is Ooh. currently, honestly, at this point, it's probably only worth between five and six bucks. But hey, who knows? So there's there's that. I'll throw that in as well. We'll start we'll start adding to the pile here. Okay. Anybody that wins that isn't named Geppy can get this great card. If Geppy wins, I'm sending him some McDonald's coupons. He doesn't need anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that'll, that'll do it for our show. Sorry, folks. Thanks for hanging out as long as you did today. Thanks for uh, working things out with the microphone there sooner. Appreciate it. Big thanks to, uh, Paul, PJ, Cacophony, Big Booty, Bowser, M Malatini Length. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate uh, you coming on and get, getting us caught up to speed. And uh, yeah, I, we got a big four of four coming up this next weekend. And uh, we will catch you guys next week again. Thank you so much, Sooner, for joining us. Really, really appreciate that very, very much. Always a pleasure. And uh, yeah, have a good weekend, guys. Take her easy.